Hello and welcome to the show. I am Nina Turner and you are watching Unbossed. And am I absolutely stoked about who is in the co-host seat today? And that is none other than Ida Rodriguez. She is in the house. She's an activist, a comedian, and a TYT contributor. Ida, it's so good to have you on the show. What have you been up to? <laughs> I've been touring. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here with you today. Um, so yeah, I've been I've been writing a book and I've been doing comedy. We are on strike in uh, in the writing sector of Hollywood. So I've been focusing on other things um, because they gotta pay us right. Yes, <laughs> get that paper right. That's right. Get that paper right. I'm so proud of you all, and so many people are showing their solidarity for writers. You know, all across, not just the country, the world. People are just showing solidarity, and this is a beautiful time for worker solidarity on all levels. And you know, I often say to people, unless you got a sugar daddy, a sugar mama, or sugar somebody, if you work for a living, some some are at the you know bottom of the ring, some in the middle, some might be in the upper echelons of the working class. But if you can't afford to take six, seven, eight, nine. 10 a year, you know, month off, you in the working class. That's we right. all working class. That's right. I yeah, agree. so oh, do your thing. Can't wait for your book to come out. I can't wait to find out when it's coming out. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. We'll definitely keep us posted. We'll have you back so we can talk about your book. So today we have a we a humdinger of a show for you. We're going to start off with the latest news: a truck crashed into the White House barrier last night. A man was arrested for crashing into security barriers near the White House. The crash happened at about 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Monday evening. He has now been charged with threatening to kill the US president along with other crimes. So let's talk about, let's give you more details that are coming from The Guardian. Police named the suspect a 19 year old, last name Kandula. Kandula, you know, I ain't gonna mess with that first name, Mr. Kandula. From Chesterfield, Missouri, which is just to the west of St. Louis, he was accused of threatening to kill, kidnap, or inflict harm on the president, vice president, or a relative. Not cool at all. And here's a photo of that individual right there, Mr. Candula. He has been charged so far. Charges against him are as follows, assault with a dangerous weapon, reckless operation of a vehicle, driver threatening to kill or harm the US president. He had been accused of having a Nazi flag on him. However, the news about the Nazi flag and Kandula's identity was met with skepticism along among some quarters on social media. But The Guardian recently did a write up on why minorities are joining the far right. This headline, the allure of fascism, why do minorities join the far right? A white supremacist ideology would appear to be antithetical to people of color. But there's a perverse logic at play when they join extremist groups. A white supremacist ideology, you know, I mean, you know, I'd have, yeah, people at first glance would think that people of color would want no parts of that. But I do get the attraction, it is perverse. But in a way, I guess why are the collective we assuming that people of color 
would think differently than any other human being that may feel as though society is letting them down and that they would gravitate to the extremes. That's right. You know, the the, the reality of it is, is that within my uh, minority groups, they have a lot of white passing people. Um, within la, the Latinx community, we have our own white people. And um, Latinos, Latinx, Latinx people get mad at me when I say this. But the truth is we do. And assimilation is such a big deal in a lot of communities because I mean, if you get down to the fundamentals, it's all survival and preservation because it really is about they want they just want to get the heat off of themselves. But it is a reality. And when people say ignorant things like why that Latinos or Asian people can be cannot participate in white supremacy, black people can participate in white supremacy. It is embedded in the fiber of this country, every corner of the earth and the universe. It is so embedded in us that we have to check ourselves daily to make sure we're not practicing it against ourselves and our brothers and sisters. It is it is a reality of, of the world that it is an infection that just keeps on giving. So yes, Latinos, Latina, Latinx, Asians, people from Brazil, people from every part of the universe can participate in white supremacy. Unfortunately, for those people who think that it's going to benefit them, it doesn't benefit anybody because it's a, it's a sickness. It really is, and it is certainly a sickness that has plagued the entire world, yep. unfortunately. And it is going to take the entire world, just as I look at climate change as a, as a, as a threat. You know, a, a, a real deep-seated threat to our very existence as a species, you know, as human beings and then other species that depend on us to do the right thing. The same is about with the white supremacist ideology. It poisons and it kills, it destroys all of that. Nothing good can come from that. And then the Guardian goes on further to talk about just to add to what Ida had to say about the the misinformation, how some of this ties back to misinformation. Experts say people of color in the United States are being increasingly drawn to the political far right, as well as groups which are sympathetic to Nazi beliefs of white supremacy because of misinformation, particularly online. The presence of authoritarian influences from their families a country of origin and a proximity to whiteness. Ada, you laid that out in the US, which relies more on dominance over people rather than one skin color. That's it. We need to underline bold and underscore that. I want to repeat that one more time. This is really about proximity to whiteness in the US, which relies more on dominance other of over other people more than skin color. And that is really, really important to note. And nobody from the White House or the Secret Service was injured as a result of the crash. And we will certainly keep everyone posted. Lord have mercy on my soul from all four corners of the earth. Of the earth is round, so no corners. Let me back that thing up. But woo wee, I'm starting to think it's flat here dealing with these fools. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene is blowing some cash, a hundred thousand dollars to be exact. Yeah. On what? Well, so glad you asked. Kevin McCarthy's chapstick. I am not making this up. I'm not trying to be cute with it, funny with it. That is what this woman spent a hundred thousand dollars. On a hundred thousand dollars that was probably donated to her from folks 
she decides to spend it on some chapstick. House Republicans are bidding for steep spending cuts in exchange for raising the debt ceiling. First though, they paused during the private weekly meetings on Tuesday to bid for something else. Speaker Kevin, Kevin McCarthy's chap stick. How in the hell did these people get elected to office? America, we need to start to question question ourselves. Cuz at some point we gotta stop being complicit in our own demise. Georgia, please come and get your representative. Here's what went down, the fundraising auction of Leader Kevin McCarthy or Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy used cherry lip balm ended when Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene placed a winning $100,000 bid as confirmed by her spokesperson. She only began bidding after the California Republican chose to sweeten the deal. He agreed to attend a dinner with the winner and whichever donor and supporters they plan to bring along. That cash is headed for the House GOP campaign arm. So it's pretty much you scratch my back and I will scratch yours. Of course, some people might find it more than a little unbelievable that someone was seriously drop a small fortune for a used stick of lip balm, especially Kevin McCarthy's lip balm. <laughs> but it's honestly, Ida, let's go and bring Ida in, you know, but it's honestly right on par with how Republicans are treating the current climate in in this country. I mean, they have proven time and time again that they've lost their ever-loving minds. And I say this, and sometimes some of our viewers will come and remind me that you gotta have a mind to be able to lose it. Uh-huh. And that is a, a show enough truth to quote my grandmother. Now, people are pushing back on this. Uh, Representative Ilhan Omar, they, they doing this insane chapstick itch. While the country teeters on default, go ahead on Representative Ilhan Omar and make it plain. She said, wow, in today's Democratic caucus meeting, we discussed how devastating a default would be for American families and what we can do to get the GOP to take this seriously. In the House GOP meeting, they auctioned off Kevin McCarthy's used Chapstick. I mean, this this is this is a movie in the making right here. This is a comedy, a tragedy. I don't know if it's a tragedy or comedy, but I'm gonna leave that up to Ida. And then mega Republicans from Congresswoman Jennifer McClellan, mega MAGA Republicans are are paying $100,000 for Speaker McCarthy's chapstick while holding Social Security checks and retirement benefits hostage unless we cut food stamps for seniors, Medicaid funding, and child preschool for low income Americans. Hashtag priorities. Well, Miss Rodriguez, I'm gonna let you go ahead and just take it from here. I'm telling you, I do feel like I am in the damn twilight zone. It feels crazy. You know, you said it You said it better than anybody. You said uh, you gotta stop being your compl- uh, complicit in your own demise. Nobody, nobody pimps that base more than the people that is at its leadership. Nobody, look how much money they made off of those MAGA hats. No, it, while people in the middle of the country and, and in the South and everywhere else in this country were struggling to maintain some decent health care, especially during COVID. He, they were charging those people for hats. They've been charging people for donations. They've been giving people, it's a classic pimp hole relationship that they have. And these people do not even understand that they are being pimped. And I mean, FDR said, I guess the greatest threat to our democracy is education or a lack thereof. I think you can start, you see it now, you see it 
These people are a joke and they make a mockery of the people who support them blindly because they know that those people don't have the benefit of the education that they have, that their kids are gonna have at their expense. I think it's funny that the people who fight against you know, healthcare for all, that fight against all of the things to make the world better, America better for all Americans are cool with somebody spending dropping a hundred thousand dollars on chapstick. These are the people that tout racist things against people of color for buying cars or what kind of shoes we have or or where the things that we spend our money on and they trivialize it for us. But then they can drop a hot hundred grand on a used chapstick when we have tent cities throughout this country of people who don't have a place to live. And I just think it's just ridiculous, it's a constant mockery. And the the people who follow these people blindly are the ones who are suffering the most. There it is, absolutely. And you took the words right out of my mouth when you said mockery. Well, I'm all choked up about all this, we'll be right back after this. And welcome back to the show. I did not have them. We just tickled to death. I mean, I really did get choked up. We were talking about certain people's chapstick. We might pay a hundred thousand dollars for, but not Kevin McCarthy by any stretch of the imagination. These fools are crazy. They elected to Congress. They ain't got time for this foolishness and this mayhem. But alas, here we are. So we want to thank the TYT mods for keeping the chats clean, safe, and fun. We really do appreciate you. And come on, become a member of TYT. If you're watching and you've been watching for a while and you really like what you see, you like how we roll, why don't you come on and join the family at another level and become a TYT member? We have $4.99 memberships. And I know you might say, what can $4.99 do? It can do a lot, it will impact $4.99 a month will impact us here at TYT, it will keep us independent and keep us strong and keep keep us bringing you the news like only we can. So join, become a member. And then if you haven't signed up already, sign up for the progress report. If you want progressive news in your inbox every morning, inspiration every weekday, told from a progressive point of view, giving it to you straight, baby, then you want the progress report. Put that smartphone up there and capture that Q code. And for Unbossed, you know you can catch us live, obviously, if you're watching right now, or video on demand if you're watching a little later. Hey, I'm talking to you too. And you can also catch us on podcasts wherever, and I mean wherever you get your podcast. So go ahead and do that. Now to my absolute favorite part of the show, the viewer comments. Starting with Twitch, re918, love you Ida, miss you, oh, like a hundred hearts. That's oh, so uh, bad. Uh, <laughs> I'm so happy that you are here. That's how I'm feeling too, re918. And on YouTube, Super Chat E. Smith, this will be a powerful show with Nina and Ida, exclamation point. And from our TYT members at TYT.com, Vicky, hey, Vicky, baby. Oh, my girl, Ida, rare appearance. Good to see you. And wow, what a pair up with Nina. I know that's right, baby. And Hoover, hey, Hoover. It's been a minute since I've read a comment from you. Glad you're watching live. With the amount of BS McCarthy spews on a daily basis, that chapstick might be the most filthy thing. 
Oh, that is on funny. the planet. <laughs> Woo! Go ahead, on Hoover. Make it plain, and that's saying a lot. But MTG is going to MTG. That's the man. <laughs> you did that, baby. You stole. You stole it on that one. You absolutely right. Who in a right mind? Emphasis on right mind. We want this man's chapstick. These people are a bunch of fools. Really, they really, really are. Oh, we moving to neoliberals because they they the gift, unfortunately, that keeps on giving. The <laughs> neoliberals definitely have me. So a recent conversation between Rep Clyburn and Chris Wallace has me truly saying, WTF neoliberals. We will now kneel. Miss Cinema, Miss Cinema, no. I have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. Why should Democrats? put such an emphasis on a state that they have absolutely no chance of winning in the 2024 election. Well, you got to win the nomination first. Why should President Biden sit back and allow a state that he finished fifth in be first up? He remembers, I've talked to him. But isn't Biden, in effect, stacking the deck, moving states that he knows he can win, even if there's no chance he can win them in the general election. And I don't think you're stacking the deck. I think you're avoiding embarrassment. And that is what he is attempting to avoid here. And I would expect anybody to do the same. And- my, 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 my. You know what? Let me let me just go on and start with this. Let me just do this. Okay. Let me let me just go ahead. This this is how I'm feeling. Let, let me let me go ahead and bring my fire extinguisher out. Cause I didn't we about to go in on this. You see this right here? Okay, this is it. Now, let me just parse out some things. That was Representative James Clyburn from the great state of South Carolina. Okay, I got more papers to throw. I am just woo wee, woosa, woosa. I'm having a moment right here. The man said, Why should he, referring to the president, sit back and allow a state that he was fifth in to be among the first states? Okay, so and and he's avoiding embarrassment. That be that's him being the president of the United States of America. Why should he sit back and allow a state that he was fifth in? You know what, Representative James Clyburn? I'm glad you said that he was fifth in that state. And you know what happened? All those other candidates coalesced around a person who was fifth in the in, in the state of New Hampshire fifth they dropped out of the race because they was promised some things all to jump in to try to stop the candidacy of Senator Bernard Sanders from the great state of Vermont guess what because they know that the American people are rocking with the agenda that we were that we were pushing why should he sit back and allow a state that was fifth so now you admitting the quiet part of allow that the states of Iowa and New Hampshire are being penalized you're saying the quiet part out loud while you allow the the narrative, the previous narrative about how we need a diverse pool of voters in the to be up first in the Democratic primary. But it turns out, you know what? Put Ida up. We're gonna go in on this. My grandmother used to say, my maternal grandmother Ida used to say, you can put truth in the river. Five days after lie, truth gone catch 
up. Now that's how grandma said it. What she meant by that is these fools were sitting up here lying, talking about it was about diversity. And in particular, they said it was about the diversity of the black community being able to weigh in since the black community is the loyalist base of the Democratic Party. This is what these lying mofos said because they are liars and the truth is not in them. And they got people to believe that it was all about the black community being able to weigh in first. And look a here, look a here, look a here, look a here. The truth actually comes out that President Joseph R. Biden is rigging it because he don't want to be embarrassed. Ain't this a bunch of BS? Is this a democracy or what? Ida, go ahead. Roll on in here, sis, because I can keep steamrolling this all damn day. And if they really did care about diversity and the black community that continues to deliver for Democrats, why Democrats don't deliver for us. If they really cared about diversity of other folks, they would be looking at states like Nevada. And they certainly would not be looking at South Carolina because the Democrat is going to lose South Carolina in the general, which they admitted. They would have been looking more at a state like Georgia. But you know what? I digress. Sister Rodriguez, go ahead, baby. Take it away and do what you do. I was going to say, he represents the state of South Carolina, right? Yes. So let's look at the poverty rate there. Let's look at the education there. Let's look at the conditions of black people there. You know what? I love to hear these people sit here and talk about they're deflecting. They're always deflecting because they're not doing their job. Look, you care about diversity. How about the conditions of the black people, of the struggling people in your state? It's Come one on. of the most struggling states in the entire country and when you I mean we had to go down there right because a because a, a sheriff beat up a little girl a little black girl let's talk about the conditions of your people you sitting up there pointing at everybody else what are, what are you doing to make the conditions of black and diverse people better in the state of <sighs> South Carolina Woo! I just can't even and it came out of his mouth. It came out of his mouth. So for all these folks who was caping for him and caping for the Democratic Party, it came out of his mouth. He said, the man said, Joe Biden remembers. He remembers that he didn't win that state. So now this state being punished. And I got to tell you something. Iowa and New Hampshire, they 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 not rocking. They mad as they are, they are livid. And New Hampshire basically said, we ain't moving. First of all, it's written into they they can't move it if they wanted to. They would have to change the law. But they they said they not moving. They live it. But the man had the pure unadulterated gall to say the quiet part out loud. And you know why he said it out loud? Because he knows that there will be no repercussions and consequences for saying it because folks are just gonna go along like sheep being led to the slaughter. But the man said it with his own mouth that it has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with more black people. People and other people of color getting the way in on the Democratic primary a little earlier. It has everything to do with rigging the system because, like he said, why should he, he being President Joseph Biden, sit back and allow the state that he was fifth in to go first? Iowa, New Hampshire. I hope y'all hearing this. The man assault revenge. But why isn't it? Why doesn't the state go first for him, who is responsible for that state as well, and for the conditions of the people being better? Like that, you talking about punishment? Punishment 
for all of the punishment for all of the descendants of all of the slaves of this country, Ooh. no matter where you sprinkle them. So that's what are you it. doing to make the conditions better? Like that that's the thing that I when I think about South Carolina, I think about aesthetically beautiful, but how horrible are the conditions of the people of that state who are struggling? You want to talk about rigged, it's all rigged. We talking about you being there is rigged. You that's a that's right. Yeah, we he had the pure. He had the nerve to come all up into my state when I was running for Congress. You know, because they said I wasn't the right kind of Democrat. Why? Because I don't fall for the okie doke. I don't fall for the banana in the tailpipe. I don't fall for the foolishness and the mayhem and the deceit and the destruction. And y'all sitting up here playing games. We went from talking about chapstick to talking about rig stick. And they are really okay with this. I I mean, my blood is boiling right now. People can't tell because you know what? These people don't give a damn about the people. About the people. It's all about them and their positioning. This is what this is about. And it came out of this man's mouth. Yeah. The coward that he is. Came out of his mouth. South Carolina, y'all could do a whole lot better. You really, really can. These neoliberals, boy, they are something else. The man just said. And then on top of the DNC said they're not gonna hold any debates. What really, in essence, at the end of the day, makes them any different from the geo from from a certain segment of the GOP? Absolutely nothing. The man just said they rigging it. They rigging it. They said it, and ain't damn thing y'all gonna do about it. We're gonna go on to another neoliberal, and his name is Hakeem Jeffries, and he is the leader of the Democrats in the House of Representatives. And the the Dems are caving to the GOP when it comes to being in service to the people. This is the kind of stuff. See, that's why they ain't want me there, y'all. That is why they didn't want me there because they know I was not gonna go along to get along. Just to preserve their positions when Big Mama and Big Papa can't preserve their position or their children or their children, children in the hoods all over this country, whether they rural hoods, urban hoods, or suburban hoods. I'm seeing you, Flint, Michigan, Cleveland, Ohio, Chicago, yep. East Palestine, Ohio, yep. Des Moines, Iowa. Let's start filling in the blanks here. These people don't give a damn about you, but this is it. And and how you know, the debt ceiling debacle, that's what we're talking about now. The Democrats and Republicans have been doing this dance for so long. It happens over many, it continues to happen over many con- congressional sessions, per usual, due to a lack of intestinal fortitude. If this wasn't a PG show, I would say something else, but y'all know what I'm getting at. Everyday Americans will continue to suffer the consequences and centrist Democrats. True to form are caving to the demands of the GOP without putting up a fight. And I don't believe they putting up a fight because they 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 agree with these people. Because if they didn't, they would be out there shouting from the rooftops, they would be the jet would be gassed up. But oh no, they agree with these folks. Let's put up this tweet right here. Joseph laid it out. Minority leader Hakeem Jeffries to reporters. We're willing to discuss freezing spending at current levels. That's an inherently reasonable position. Many in our party might even be uncomfortable with. But President Biden recognizes we're in a divided government situation. Really? Really? Is that what he recognizes and realizes? No, I think he recognizes and realizes that he being true to form. This is who he really is. And then David Sirota, who leads the lever, called it out like this in his 
quote tweet on this. He said, if you're wondering why I'm focused on the NBA right now, it's because I rather watch the Nuggets beat the Lakers in a real contest than to watch the Washington Generals deliberately lose to the Harlem Globetrotters in a fake game <laughs> whose outcome is predetermined. Now, I don't like David slamming on the Harlem Globetrotters, okay? I like the <laughs> Harlem right. Globetrotters. I, they, they, they were doing their thing. See, they, they knew what their assignment was. That's right. But these folks here, but we get his point. Uh, your thoughts? So you know, I think that this whole positioning of political of American politics as as it being the Democrats versus the Republicans, the GOP, whichever sector versus very is very deceitful to the American people. The real battle that we're having is the American government versus the working person in this country and the people who are struggling with poverty. And the yeah, sooner yeah. we start accepting that. These people are not your favorite basketball team as he used in his quote. These people are public servants who work for us who are not doing their job and we are afraid to fire them. I don't know what is mm -hmm. happening. We are not getting rid of these people. Don't people don't care about you. There are very few people in our government who are non-negotiable. You know Bernie Sanders ain't never took a dollar. There's that you ain't negotiable. That's what they're scared of. We in order for us to have change, we're going to have to have it's going to have there's going to have to be revolution. And revolution is is always being appropriated by violent minds as it being war and but revolution. The biggest revolution we can have is with our dollars and our votes and getting rid of these people who don't care about us. What they fight for in that in that body of government and what, what they continuously fight for is those checks. They yes. want to keep the checks coming. A lot of these people are getting paid. Corporations are running this country and the people are suffering. So I don't want to hear nothing that they got to say when they get up here with this with these moderate talking points about we have to bring it to the other side and we have to hold hands and sing kumbaya. Y'all can afford to do all of it. You can afford to fight. You can afford to get along because the average American is struggling to buy groceries and to go to the doctor without being in debt for the rest of their lives. We don't want to hear that. There it is, we do not want to hear. But this is what you get with neoliberals. And I, I love what you said, we're afraid to fire these people. They yes. need to be fired because at the end of the day, they prove time and time again that they are not willing to take it into the paint since we in basketball. That's right. On behalf of the American people. And this is really, really sad. I mean, come on now, France, they ride, they rise up in, in these other countries. They let them know million deep. You know, when, when their leader said we're gonna raise the, the retirement age from 62 to 64, millions of them people took to the streets yep. over that. And he had to rig it to even raise it, but at least they let it be known that they wasn't gonna roll over and sit yep. down and let their leaders just do any old thing to them. And in this country, we too complicit. You know, at first it was all about Trump, 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 Trump. Let's get Trump out. If we get Trump out, we're gonna change material conditions. Well, baby, Trump is out. And material conditions are not changing. So Representative Hakeem Jeffries thinks freezing spending on domestic needs is inherently is inherently a reasonable position. So let me get this straight. A cut to social programs is reasonable, even though people can't, as as you laid out, can't afford their groceries, their rent, their mortgage because of inflation and because of the greed of these multinational corporations. But he said it's inherently reasonable. Preserving the Trump 
tax cuts is reasonable to this dude. Destroying the environment is reasonable to this dude. We got a president who said when he was running that he was not going to allow drilling on public lands. And yet he has approved a project that is even worse than what Donald J. Trump did when he was in office. It's called the Willow Project. Letting the child tax credit expire is reasonable to this dude. Increasing the Pentagon budget is reasonable to this dude. Because in his words, President Biden recognizes we're in a divided government. Well, I I am old enough to remember that when he was running in 2020, he said he was the only candidate that could get the Republicans to do what it is that they needed to do to help the American people. And so far, none of that, none ya. None of that has happened. So America, the duopoly ain't working. It just is not working for any of us. It's not working for the needs of the American people. And y'all need to be over it. Just like Ida and I, we over it, man. It's a TV show. It's all, it's, it's, uh, what is it? Political theater and we- they give us content on a daily basis. We had a fight about this. This person said this. This person did this. Oh, Ilhan went in on this person. This person. We are constantly watching this show, but the conditions of the people do not change. I don't care what anybody says. When people say, oh, but these people did this, the conditions of black and brown people in this country have never improved to the degree that we have peace. In this country, no matter who's been in office. So obviously your way ain't working. And when when people say, oh, you're being extreme, we have to do, we need to be honest and real about what's happening. The American people need to do what people, Israel, when, when they tried to say that we extending this, we're extending this term and they um, Israel said, we're not going to work tomorrow. Right. We're the only people in this country who've been, they keep us busy with fast food and television. We don't realize what's happening. No matter what changes on Twitter, nothing changes in real life. And that's the change that we need. I know that's right. I and mean, when you say a revolution does not have to be bloody and it doesn't, you know, Minister Malcolm X, whose birthday we just celebrated on May the 19th, in one of his speeches, and I believe it was the ballot or the bullet speech, he said that we needed revolution. He he did go on to say that he believed that in the United States of America there was a possibility to have a bloodless revolution. And the thrust of that speech was really, you know, t- telling black folks take control of yep. your political power. I encourage everybody to go back and listen to that speech from Minister Malcolm X. If you listen to it and don't even realize the time period he he gave that speech in, you would think that he was talking about right now. And I do agree with him. This is an opportunity for the people to rise up and for us to have a bloodless revolution. But nevertheless, we need a revolution. Hello, somebody on that. Oh, we moving on to these Christian folks and I'm one so I can talk about them real deep. Everything is bigger in Texas and that includes eroding the separation of church and state. And here's what's happening in the Texas Senate. Cuz guess what? They ain't got nothing else to do. They ain't got no poor people to help, no small businesses to help. Oh no. They want to push God 
Don't be blaming this foolishness on God, but let's go this. Texas lawmakers are scheduled to vote Tuesday on whether to require that the 10 commandments be posted in every classroom in the state. Part of a newly energized national effort to insert religion into public life. What in the heaven is happening here? And this reporting is coming from the Washington Post. Supporters believe the Supreme Court's ruling last summer in favor of a high school football coach who prayed with players essentially removed any guardrails between religion and government. But it doesn't stop with just positioning the Ten Commandments in every single classroom. The bill, which is scheduled, Tuesday for the House floor is one of about a half dozen religion bills approved this session by the Texas Senate, including one that would allow uncertified chaplains to replace trained professional counselors in K through 12 schools. Ain't this something? I mean, y'all hearing this? You listening to what I'm saying? And maybe you reading it if you watching it. Let me go on here. Now, opponents of the bill worry about the potential of associated dangers and I don't blame them. And it's not just the opponents of this bill that should be worried. Every single American should be worried about elected leaders using their power in this type of way. So for them, it's the Ten Commandments, it's Christianity. If it was another religion, y'all know y'all be hopping mad. So why should we allow these fools to try to pimp religion? Cuz that's exactly what they're doing. Because I know many of us have only watched the Ten Commandments, which comes on every Easter. I get it's a classic, I love it myself, but there were more than, than 10 commandments. I hate to break it to you, so why they stopping at 10? My mama was a preacher, so you know, I got a little bit, a little something, something. This, I mean, I just can't believe. Let's keep going, Josh Houston, who has advocated at the Capitol for a progressive and minority religious groups since 2005 said the kinds of bills passed in chambers this year would have gone nowhere in the past in Texas, people have forgotten violent episodes in the United States past over religion, he said. Such as when dozens of people were killed or injured in the mid 1800s when Catholics and Protestants fought about the use of specific Bibles in public schools. And thank you so much for reminding us of that. Most wars are religious. I mean, they got some kind of link to religion. And if it is not the height of arrogance, and autocratic tendencies that make these folks think they can do this kind of stuff and get away with it. Ida, your thoughts? So, you know, it makes me think about, um, I always refer to this scripture is, is Jeremiah 23, one, one through six. When uh, in the Bible, it says doomed to the shepherd leaders who butcher and scatter my sheep. And mm. It's been translated to uh, in, in other versions of the Bible, better you not be born than to mislead my sheep, which, which is the accountability of the people who are in power and misusing the power to direct and shepherd the people that they are accountable for. So all of these alleged Christians who will say they truly believe in the word, they will be held accountable for all of the misuse of the Bible and what they are doing. Um, to use it for personal gain. And, and it really has nothing to do with the people. It has to do with, in my opinion, and, and I always have to say, you speaking to a group of people who are super religious or allegedly religious when it comes to the oppression of other people that they don't agree with. There you, it is. And then there you are speaking to them directly because you know that emotionally you can appeal to them. And as long as you keep them, 
coming back to you to support you and what you're doing, you're gonna feed them even if you don't believe it yourself. And it has gotten so, so gross in this country how this particular, well, the Republican Party has appropriated Christianity and has just um, disrespected every single thing that Jesus stood for in the name of Jesus. So I just think that all of this stuff is all hustle. Uh, and I and I'm like, if you really, this is why I don't believe they're really believers, because if they were really believers, then they would believe in the consequences of mis misabuse of the word. That's I think it. They they don't really believe, because if they really believe, then they'd be scared, because they know I, they're wrong. Yeah, that's it. I, and and the Jesus, you know, the Bible I read was a revolutionary. I mean, he challenged the people with the fancy titles. I think they were called the Pharisees and the Sadducees, yeah. who was always trying to catch them up. He let them know, baby, I came. The Father sent me here, and he hung out with the poor folks. He hung out with the misfits. Yeah, he was all up on Misfit Island. That's what Jesus was doing. He turned over the tables from the money changers. Yep. He came to challenge the damn system. These people, whoo, you know, my grandmother used to say, yeah, lie and the truth ain't in you. That's what these people. So since they want to go there, Ida, we're going to go there. You, you rock some scripture. I got a few scriptures to rock too. So in lieu of the Ten Commandments, since they want to go there, like I'm not for them going there, but if they really want to go there, then let's go. Go this way. Why not Jesus' Sermon on the Mount? That's right. You know, about you know all things, whatever ye would that men should do to you, do you even so to them? The Mosaic law contains a parallel commandment. Whatever is hurtful to you, do not do to any other person. I mean, since they want to go there, let's go ahead and go there. How about this beauty right here in the Bible? Right, right. This, this right here, Matthew. For I was hungry. And you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous. And these are the kinds of folks that Ida and I are talking about. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did you when did we see you hungry? and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? And Jesus rocked back on these fools and said to follow, or they still talking. Or when did we see you sick or in prison or come to see you? And the king will answer and say to them, assuredly, I say to you, in as much as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Now, since they want to go there, how about putting that up in the schools if that's what you want to do? How about rocking with Jesus? Because he came that we might have life, those who believe in the Christian Bible, and that we might have that life more abundantly. He wasn't talking about you fools sitting up here trying to put 10 commandments in schools while you won't pay the kids, mamas and daddies a living wage, while you won't ensure the, that the tax credit stays in place. I know we're talking about the Texas government, but let's just go on and put all of the fools in there. You won't ensure that people have paid family and medical leave. You wanna ensure that people have Medicare for all, but you wanna sit up here and put the 10 commandments in schools. Yep. Jesus is gonna say, y'all get away from me because I don't know you, you're rotten to the core. I know that's all I'm saying. If they wanna rock 
with Christianity in that way and they want to ram it down people's throat, just go on and put up what Jesus would do. They don't want none of that. They don't want that kind of smoke. They don't want it. They are a bunch of fools That's is it. what they are. They, they are, Lord have mercy on our souls. And I mean that, I'm calling on black Jesus with the sandals on either. Cause only <laughs> black Jesus with sandals is gonna be able to help us through this mockery and mischief that we in right now. Black Jesus with the sandals on, please. Uh, yeah, the, our Jesus wore lotion. <laughs> he was saturated. <laughs> come on, come on now. Had thank you, thank hair you. and all that kind of stuff. That's the Jesus I need to come through on these fools right here. Lord, have mercy on our souls. I mean, they some. Can you imagine somebody from another religion deciding that they're gonna put their little religious <laughs> things up? They would be crying bloody murder right now. Mm-hmm. They were, they were, they listen. And the thing is, it's the commandments specifically when you think about, you know, crime being up so high right now because people are struggling and they don't have an education and they are grappling for food and shelter and just survival. So, of course, you want to throw up. Thou shall not steal. But what about you who are stealing from the people? Come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come like, on. When when it is just applicable to everybody else except the people who are pushing it, and I would love to see you hold yourself accountable because if you believe in the good Almighty, you're gonna be held accountable. That's it. Or how about thou shall not kill? How they killing folks? Not paying them a living wage, letting the environment go to hell, making this the corporate states of America. Yeah. Thou shall not kill, folks. Lord, okay, we're gonna keep an eye on this. Uh, Sister Ida and I are preaching the gospel up in here today. I'm just saying, since they want to go there, we gave them some options for how they really, really, really can do this the right way. Ooh, black Jesus with the sandals on, come on through. Now we go into this this uh, person by the name of Santos. On May 10th, Representative George Santos was arrested and charged with fraud, money laundering. Theft of public funds and making false statements. You thought such charges would have cost him his job, but absolutely not. Not at all. Not a niche, nothing. The man is still serving in the United States House of Representatives. This headline right here, it says it all. House Republicans block Democratic efforts to expel George Santos from Congress. Republicans instead moved to have the resolution be referred to Committee on Ethics. Talk about a dose of irony. And that referral to the Committee on Ethics just means that it ain't gonna see the light of day. Let me just interpret that for you. And now that he's been spared by his colleagues, Santos wants them to know how much he truly appreciates them and what they have done for him. This headline is real right here. George Santos's staff hand delivered letters to fellow House Republicans thanking them for showing courage by blocking his expulsion from Congress. Again, this is a comedy or a tragedy. I don't know which one. And here is a photo of the letter. Just want you to see it and I will read it. I want to personally thank you for your support and referring the vote for my expulsion resolution to the ethics committee. This has been an especially difficult time in my life and I want to serve my constituents the best I can. Now more than ever, the Republican majority needs to stick together and you demonstrated great dedication and courage by putting differences aside to allow the proper process to play out. Thank you. Let me interpret this for you. They need George Santos's vote. This is all this comes down to. 
And this, this don't take no courage. They went in the opposite direction of courage. Yeah. And yeah. now that Santos' fate is in the hands of the ethics committee, who knows what will happen? Nothing ethical is going to happen, that's for sure. It still remains unclear how the ethics committee, which had already launched an investigation into Santos, will proceed from here. The committee is historically known to drag its feet. As I said, I understand the committee process. That's why they sent it, that's why they referred it to the committee. They didn't refer it. Keep that up, y'all. They didn't refer it to committee so that something can be done. They referred it to committee so that it can die. Yeah. And often halts its investigations into lawmakers when asked to do so by outside prosecutors. That's it, baby. That is it. But the committee has reportedly refused to do that this time, raising the prospect that the committee could soon take action on Santos. I'll believe it. When I see it, I mean, hell might freeze over. I have no idea what's gonna happen here. But I, I mean, this, this, this is a movie. It is. <laughs> it's a comedy. Comedy you or know. tragedy, one of the two, or maybe a combination of both of them. <laughs> but that <laughs> is it. We're gonna hop on over to Ted Cruz while we still got a little bit of time left in the show. So yesterday we talked about the NAACP issuing a travel advisory for the state of Florida. A reminder in case you missed yesterday's show, this headline right here, NAACP issues travel advisory in Florida. And that advisory read, Florida is openly hostile towards African Americans, people of color, and the LGBTQ plus individuals. Before traveling to Florida, please understand that the state of Florida devalues and marginalizes the contributions of and the challenges faced by African Americans and other communities of color. That is coming from the NAAC board of directors. Now someone who had in had to open their mouths about that was Texas Senator Ted Cruz because apparently Ted thinks Texas is a part of Florida. And here's what he said on Twitter or what he wrote on Twitter and we will read it. This is bizarre and utterly dishonest. In the 1950s and 1960s, the NAACP did extraordinarily good helping lead the civil rights movement today. As if this mofo can talk on behalf of Dr. the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. But this is what he wrote. Today, Dr. King would be ashamed of how profoundly they've lost their way. You know what? People kill me, especially. Okay, let me just keep going. He was quickly checked for his BS by none other than the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s daughter, Reverend Dr. Bernice King. Let's just go ahead and put up with Dr. King, the other Dr. King put out there. She said, what my father would be deeply concerned about is the harmful discriminatory legislation in Florida. Let's just go ahead and drop the mic on this, Ted, cause you just got checked. Cause you can't come back from this check, from this butt whooping you just got from Dr. Bernice King. She didn't have to say a whole lot. What my father would be deeply concerned about is the harmful discriminatory legislation in Florida. And then she put up a picture of her daddy, Mike Check Ted on you. Mm-hmm. Now and yours truly being me, I was on News Nation last night with Chris Cuomo and I spoke to that discriminatory legislation. Take a look. 
Governor Ron DeSantis is absolutely out of control. By way of example, Dwayne Wade, you know, one of the great greatest players in the NBA, he left his, I mean, he took his family out of Florida because he has a transgender daughter. This man is fighting Disney for all the wrong reasons. He acts like he wants to box with Mickey and Minnie Mouse or Donald and Daisy Duck instead of doing what is right on behalf of all the people in that state. Totally trying to erase black history. It's more than a dog whistle, it's a bullhorn. And Chris, one other point, you know, YouGov and Yahoo and YouGov did a, a poll in May. They polled wokeness. You know, how do you feel about this? 41% of those people who were polled, they were 41% cared about that. You know what they cared about more? They cared about inflation by 74%. And even racism mm -hmm. as an issue in this country polled higher than the so-called war on wokeness. Governor Ron DeSantis is driving people out of that state, and he really is very reminiscent of some of the segregationist governors from the the 50s and 60s in this country. Yeah, he is. And so for Ted Cruz to fix his mouth and invoke the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in such a manner is not only a classic example of white splaining, it is another example of how the GOP continues to attempt to rewrite history or erase black history. Sister Rodriguez. Yeah. You know, it's funny, what's, what's enviable about that Republican Party is that they will stick together through thick and thin, and they can hate each other. And the, the, the Democrats could really learn something from them because when they band together, they make it happen. They will they will bite their nose to spite their face, but they do it in unison. <laughs> and it's, it's very interesting. I don't wanna hear nothing about no big dummy who cooks bacon with a gun, who leaves his state in a state of emergency, who is uh, let somebody call his wife ugly and then turned around and licked his shoes. I have no respect for Ted Cruz and therefore I consider the source. I don't wanna hear nothing that he has to say. He needs to shut his mouth talking about black people, for black people, to black people. He ain't qualified and don't nobody wanna hear what he has to say. Sit down and be quiet, sir. Sir, sit down and be quiet. You know, in the black church, we learn this when the preacher has preached a sermon. There's nothing else left to say but amen, amen, and amen. Well, that has been our time today to have the one and only, the fabulous activist, comedian, and TYT contributor herself, Ida Rodriguez, in the house today has been nothing but fire, baby. And Ida, we cannot wait to have you back on the show, baby, any anytime. But that's our time today. Thank you so much for joining us. You know what we want you to do about this time. You always know what I am about to say. I want you to keep the faith. Yes, baby, keep, keep, keep the faith. But faith without works is dead. You got to marry that faith with a whole lot of fight. Until next time. Thanks for listening to Unbossed. If you like the show, then you'll enjoy our other podcasts on TYT Network like The Damage Report with John Iderola, Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Ritchie, and The Young Turks. Make sure to listen and follow, and if you like what you hear, give us a five-star rating.